Good morning and welcome to the Weldon Green Podcast. Today I'm going to bring you a new episode of the Ask Weldon Show. You can check the show out live every day, 6.30 p.m. at twitch.tv slash mindgamesweldon. And remember that everything in the Mind Games brand is supported by the Mac program, mindgames.gg slash MAC. And you guys should use the code podcast as you're listening to the audio version of the show rather than the code that I share during the video. All right, let's hop into it. Good morning and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show, episode 226. Today, the title of the show is Quit Your Job and Losing Rank. Uh, What do I do? Help! That was kind of the main question that I got, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm also streaming on YouTube accidentally because Twitch was down when I tried to start the show, and so against the Twitch terms of service, here I am on YouTube temporarily. Because the show must go on, regardless of whether or not Twitch decides to cooperate as a website for the hour that the show is supposed to broadcast. Unfortunately, so hopefully they don't come down too hard on me on that. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I think that Twitch has this thing where if you have subscribers on Twitch, you can't really stream anywhere else. That's kind of one of the rules. So, All right, anyway, moving on. No big announcements. I had four days off, caught up on sleep, had a weekend. It was Johannes Midsummer in Finland. So for those of you who aren't aware, Midsummer is actually a holiday in a lot of places on earth, especially shamanistic old cultures like Finnish culture, where people like to go out into the woods, build gigantic bonfires and dance around them naked while drinking vodka. That is, as far as I can tell, how it is you're supposed to celebrate Johannes in Finland, judging by you know, observations of two years of student life when I was a master's student. And uh, it doesn't seem to change as you age. Uh, I've seen a lot of older people doing the exact same thing. So, yeah, the Christian church taken strong root in Finland, but hasn't been able to, like, get out all of their, uh, whatever they were doing as a forest people before they were colonized by the Swedes, kind of out of their blood in terms of how they celebrate the seasons and the equinox, and the solstice. So, there we go. Uh, The more you know. I did not celebrate Johannes that way. I mostly spent the time in my driveway playing with my kids. And it was a typical Finnish midsummer, so that meant 14 degrees and raining. And I was standing outside grilling all by myself underneath the edge of the garage, and then bringing all of the sausages inside to share with all the people who were dry and having fun playing inside. So that's more like what it goes for a typical family man, unfortunately. No other big announcements or news, so why don't we jump into the show? All right. First question is from Damien, and as I mentioned before, it is about uh, quitting your job to go pro. Sorry I don't have the text up here for y'all. Hey, well done. It's me, Damien, again. The question today is, I quit my job to focus on Vipro and Heroes of the Storm, but since I leave, I'm only going rank down. Like, I was Master, 2k points, now I'm Diamond 2. I do meditation on Headspace, because I already did the Mac program, which helped me a lot to reach Master. I also do sport and eat healthy. I want to hit Challenger to get picked by a good team. Uh, would you mind to give me a routine or something I can follow to improve? Thanks, well done. Keep the good work. Bye. All right, Damien, thanks for calling in. So let me paraphrase the situation again. Uh, 
you quit your job in order to have more time. You have good nutrition. Uh, you do the mindfulness kind of like mental training and you have exercise. So you're looking for a schedule to like refine your skill and get rank in order to get picked up by a here's the storm pro team. So there's two things you have to do. You have to get high rank and you have to market yourself to get attention from these scouts and the pro teams. And you used to be masters and you've been dropping ranks since you quit. So there's a couple things I would do. Number one, um, I would set up a like a morning-based schedule. I think that it's really good to get stuff out of the way in the morning and to get kind of like all of your hard, focused, concentrative work out first thing. Uh, that's why I stream at 4 a.m., for example. So I think that you should set an alarm that lets you get up a little bit earlier than sort of any any of the rest of the life around you. So whether that's 8 a.m. or 7 a.m., whatever it is, have a reason to get up at that time every single day. Uh, and it'll help it'll help you go to bed earlier actually if you uh, if you uh, get up earlier because it makes you more tired at night. So I would just experiment with that. I think that it's a really good move. I think the the statement uh, early to bed or early to rise makes you healthy, wealthy, and wise is something that I have noticed in the last three months is very, very true and I'm attempting to live by that and it's working out more than anything else I have done recently in my life. So, I'm recommending it. Anyway, it doesn't really matter if you don't want to do that. Then you can you can skip ahead to the uh, the actual. You can you can change the start time to suit your particular lifestyle. All right, so get up and let's say it's seven a.m. Get up at seven a.m. and um, do the five minute journal. So you should write down essentially three things you're grateful for, and then you should write down three priorities for the day. So your priorities for the day are like these are the three things that it would be awesome if you got done today, and they aren't goals. They aren't... Like, you've already done your goal setting. You should already have your goals, kind of like your dream goals kind of set out there. You should already kind of know what you need to accomplish by the end of the week uh, if you need to progress. These should be priorities for the day, like things that you need to accomplish in order to progress today. And since you're going to have a pretty repetitive schedule, they're going to feel pretty repetitive. So, you're going to have to get pretty specific in order to make sure that they're always spot on. Um, for example, if it's if your if your priority is I want to re- I need to review today would be awesome if I review one of my games, uh, but you say that every single day it's going to start to get old. So you need to focus on your learning objectives. Today would be awesome if I figure out my um, shoot. I'm forgetting all my heroes heroes because uh, I haven't played heroes since the summer of. 2015, yeah. So it'd be, for example, you'd you'd say like today would be awesome if I review uh, three of my Brightwing games. If I review one of my Brightwing games, always start with just the the minimum viable product for your goal. Don't say like uh, it would be awesome if I do three of them. Get the starting point. It'd be awesome if I even do one, and then maybe after one, you'll do the two and the three. But just focus on starting, right? So it'd be awesome if I finish a game of Brightwing and review it and compare my uh, play with, you know, like a pro pro stream or something like that. Some sort of combination of elements that makes the priority specific enough to be different every single day. Okay? That's how I would recommend that. And that's the five-minute journal. Productivity planner kind of direction that I would take. That's what I did when I was building my brand. I woke up every morning 
went through my three gratefuls, went through my three priority goals, and then I accomplished those every single day. And at least those three things got done and I was able to make progress no matter what. Then, you know, go to the gym, exercise, uh, eat well. After that, come back and play your two games. And these should be your training games. And I recommend uh, two to four games. Uh, Actually, if you have the day, if you have work, if you don't have any work, I'd say four to six games maximum. Period. So I would start with I would I would set that before you decide though. Don't decide during the day how many games you're going to play. You know, choose a week and be like, okay, I'm going to play four games a day. Period. One of the problems that you're suffering from when you quit your job and you have immense free time to play is that your brain lowers the importance of every single game and it lowers your learning. So how much you play is really irrelevant to ranking up. You will meet plenty of people who play 12 games a day and never get out of silver or gold rank. So you, what you need to focus on is learning and learning quality. And if you suck at it, which apparently you do since you're going backwards in rank, what you need to do is you need to help your brain out a little bit by reducing the quantity of your games to redu- increase the quality of your games. So you want your brain to care more about them and pay more attention to what you're doing to lose them. And for that, you need to punish yourself by restricting your playtime. And so you simply play only two games a day or only four games a day and that's it. And that's all you're allowed to play for the next two or three weeks, you know. And what will happen is your brain will raise the importance of every single game and you will prepare for it more. So what I recommend is you get your two, you, you do two games in the morning, right? So you you do your whole morning stuff and your gym and whatever, then you go and you sit down and you're going to play your two games. So you prepare for them. You have your goals, you have your objectives, you have the things you want to learn. You play the game, you review it for like 30 minutes, you know, you, you go through everything that you feel like you could have improved on uh, and that you did well as well. And you play the next game um, and then you take a break, you know, get a little snack, go for a walk. I don't know, like watch some, watch a pro team uh, play some scrimmages so you get some idea of like, you know, how how the meta revolves around certain map objectives. And then you uh, and then you go back and you play your other two games, same style. And then you spend the rest of the time working on marketing. So what you do with your free time when you're not learning is you you make yourself a more marketable person. So that means you need to have some sort of like cohesive online presence. So you should have, of course, the main things are a LinkedIn and a Twitter. They should be up to date. They should be pretty. They should have everything filled out. They should have everything unified, you know, the same kind of profile pics, high quality, looks professional. Um, hireable has the same, you know, contact info. Um, you, should ha- you should have one highlight reel of all of your best plays that's like three minutes long that shows you just wrecking face on, you know, high level in the ladder if you can. Uh, you know, on a, on a variety of different meta champions, and you should have that be the only video that you care about. You can have a YouTube channel with one video, as long as it's like that video that, you know, somebody can see like, oh, yeah, okay, so he plays high rank on the ladder, and he kills noobs, uh, you know, and, and is ambitious, whatever. I think that's basically how Incarnation got his job. Incarnation is a professional League of Legends player who was banned, and then uh, he got hired by C9 to be a pro player after his ban was lifted, and he basically did it off of montage videos, okay, and being high rank on the ladder. But there's a lot of high rank people who never got hired, and the difference he did was he marketed himself using montage videos. So you have two people you're targeting when you're doing marketing to go pro. You're targeting the fan base of the teams that 
will hire you and they create noise for you by, you know, sharing your video on their subreddit or whatever and saying like, hey, you should hire this guy. Like we need a, you know, we need a person to play in this in this position. So get him. Or you're targeting specifically scouts or recruiters, like uh, other pro players in this case, because here the storm isn't that advanced in terms of a, an esports space. So you're basically targeting other pro players who want you on their team. And for that, you need to be networking on the ladder. And when they, when they run into you, they need to be able to find you outside of the game. So your in-game name needs to match how they would find you on Google if they search your in-game name. It should pop up your Twitter and the one and only link on your Twitter should be to your your business email and your montage, right? In your description. And that should basically be, you know, the it should be as frictionless as possible to go from playing with you in a game to finding you on the internet so that they can hire you. you know, so they don't even have to start a conversation. They can stalk you, you know. So that is that is what I would recommend uh, is to work on, yeah, work on your uh, the importance of the games and the learning by reducing the number of games played. Add five-minute journal. And you don't need to buy the five-minute journal. You can go to their website and you can see a little, like a picture that shows the contents of the five-minute journal so that you can copy it out on your own Google document every single day. I just wrote it in Google Docs. Uh, and then, uh, and then focus on getting yourself, you know, more marketable, more visible, and uh, beefing up your resume in that regard. Good luck, and thank you for calling in the question. All right, let's jump into question number two, which comes from Yun John. Comes from John. Hey, Weldon. I wanted to ask you about the fun or enjoyment aspect of League of Legends and to what extent you believe it is subjective or objective. So basically, I'm curious about whether the thing or things that make League fun or enjoyable can vary widely from person to person or if it's actually a fairly universal set of principles that, while everyone might interact a bit differently, it's basically the same psychological mechanisms that produce the experience that we call fun or enjoyable. Thanks. Good question, John, and really interesting. I think it's the second one. I don't actually know. But um, I think all signs would point to it being number two that our brains are not really that different in terms of how they interact with the world. Sir, we have we have different software, so we have different psychological frameworks, but the un- fundamental rules, like for example, human motivation. We were able to boil down human motivation to three pretty simple basic psychological needs, and then, you know, those are complicated by extending them out into, you know, many different... Uh, frameworks and contexts but at the underlying at the underlying it's uh, autonomy relatedness and competence that drive our internal motivational structure and so i would say that it's probably basic kind of like addictive reward based things same as social media same as whatever it is you get when you get those dings on your phone you go to social media and like you have all this like addiction kind of pulling you into the the app i think it's i think it's all of them use the same kind of principles and i think that league of legends is the same kind of thing you know i i was able to enjoy league of legends the same way that i was enjoying world of warcraft like the collectum you know thing like when you're playing a game you want to you want to complete stuff you have this kind of like vision of of finishing 
a puzzle that's really fun by, you know, getting your upgraded item or finishing your um, finishing your, your, your talent points, you know, in a specific skill, like you level up and you get that ding and then you get to spend it, you get that currency. So I think, I think, uh, I think there are a lot of things that are very basic in League of Legends that drive the addiction and it's the same across pretty much every single game and social media app and addictive online thing that we do. And some games hedge them more for the purposes of art. Like, like I think if you look at phone and mobile games, you will see the most boiled down raw form of these mechanisms. There are games out there that just, they don't beat around the bush, right? They just simply produce a system that is only those trigger mechanisms, whatever they may be. I don't have enough information or knowledge uh, or current reading on the topic in the research papers to even start to say what they are because I don't want to dilute this space with uh, with nonsense information. So I'm not even going to say like a name of some escape or enjoyment or reward mechanism that it could be. But if you search, you know, the reward mechanisms of mobile games or something like that, maybe you can find an interesting an interesting piece on it. But I would say that there are mobile games that boil this down to the pure essence with no decoration on top. And I think that there are games like League of Legends that hedge a lot of that with enjoyment and game design and and all these kind of more complex uh, elements that let you do things that are more social, for example. So, yeah, it's the same fundamental thing as as every other reward based kind of like internally motivating system and it uh and it provides you a interesting and different context to do it in compared to everything else good question and very interesting all right final question of the show guys before i dive into it i wanted to promote my mac program this is the program that i'm working on again We've started development again this week. How exciting is that? And it's the Mindfulness Acceptance Commitment Training Program, and I'm converting it into an app from a video course. So right now it's 47 online videos. You can buy it for $25. You got to use the discount code AskWeldon so that I know you come from YouTube uh, or Twitch, although today I'm streaming on YouTube, so it's 100% YouTube post, pre and post show VOD. And, and the pre-show stream, it's all it's all YouTube. Anyway, use the code AskWeldon and you will get the, the discount. And it's uh, it basically is like a lecture plus a mindfulness training conglomed into one video that you listen to for the day. And in the app, it's going to be kind of audio with text-based slides. Uh, so right now, it's just a video of text-based slides with the audio. But in the, in the app, it's going to be much more lighter and smaller file. It's going to be, you know, obviously mobile um, and... You can open it on the desktop, but it'll be on. It'll be primarily mobile, and um, and you'll be able to separate the mindfulness training part and the actual lecture part. Although this in this current program they're conjoined together, and if you get in under the wire, you have access forever. So if you have access, if you if you if you have the program now, you will get into the beta, which will be coming out in a few months, and then you will have access permanently throughout the life of the app all of these pricing structures are going to change to a subscription model because obviously it's an app so it needs work kind of to keep up with phones and stuff but make sure that you check it out i've gotten a lot of really fantastic testimonials people have talked about how it has changed their life not just their game 
Uh, I've also got and I've also got people who refunded it because they said it wasn't for them. So I have this uh, what like permanent permanent freedom policy. You can refund it whenever you like. It's irrelevant. There's no end date to that. So if you, it's not working for you, it's not working for you, and you just get your money back. Period. Um, yeah. So low risk. Check it out. Final question of the show today, everybody. Hey, Weldon. I was wondering what you would recommend for uh, people to do in between games, uh, whether it's a win or a loss or a win streak or a loss streak. Uh, is there anything special or different that you should be doing in between games, um, or does it just not matter? Thanks. Uh, it does matter, and it matters if you're winning or losing, too. It kind of changes what, you're, what you want to do. So if you're in a loss, if you're in a win streak, you don't need to do as much to reset yourself uh, between a game as you were in as if you were in a loss streak the most important thing to do in a win streak is to keep your attention up is to not get relaxed and lazy so normally when you're in a, when you're in a win streak you know you're fired up and you're super adrenaline pumped and you're and you're getting really focused but some people when they get in a win streak or they never get in a win streak because what happens is they win a game and they're like yeah i'm awesome and they relax and as soon as they relax it's over relaxation is not a very good performance uh, emotion it's actually negatively correlated with with success and performance. So you have to make sure that you don't, you know, chill out and lean back on your laurels. You have to use the win to promote your energy to focus harder and, and try, you know, just as hard as you did in the previous game with just a sharp focus. When you're losing, what you have to do is you have to cut, cut all the distractions. You have to you have to find a way to make your mind focus on the present moment, on the task. Uh, and without judgment. So you have to find a way to, to forget the past. You have to find a way to forget the outcome. Stop focusing on the outcome. Focus on the process and the task. And you have to stop judging yourself. And that, that will free up the, major, the, the largest amount of your mind for performance. Uh, and that's a very challenging thing to do. So, I mean, this is a sweaty work. It's not a very easy thing to do. It's, you know, it's concentration and mindfulness and, and constant reframing of your self-talk and arguing with yourself and and dragging your mind to the present moment focus and saying, no, stop thinking about that. It doesn't matter over and over and over again uh, in order to make sure that you can play at an optimal level in the next game without being distracted by all of the elements of of your past and coming into relationships fresh, not bringing in the baggage of what happened before. If you've ever played with anybody who like the smallest thing set them off, it wasn't that thing that set them off. It was whatever history they brought into the game with them that then led to that trigger triggering them and setting them off and making them flame you or or like throw the game or int it all of a sudden. So all of that history and baggage you have to leave behind in order to have optimal performance. So you can focus on your teammates, focus on yourself, focus on winning, uh, focus on learning, let's be honest. So yeah, so in between games, some of the best things to do if you're winning is to not relax and to review the game and to pick out things that you could do better right because you're you're able to handle more criticism when you're winning and you're able to focus more on mastery and so what you should do is you should you should take opportunity for, to look through the the game and find the things that you could improve on and be like yeah grudgingly yeah 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 i could do this better and i could do this better um, and your brain will like latch onto that and get into this very mastery-based mode. When you're losing, 
Well, you need to do the same thing. So if you can, great. But if you can't, um, then use it as an opportunity to practice your mental training first and foremost, right? So you want to do a little bit of meditation. You want to watch the game and try to be very objective about it. Try to find things that you did well that you can carry into the next game, things that you didn't do too well. And try to work on the 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 most difficult part of online uh, competitive games, which is the social aspect, the leadership aspect. You think, what could I have done better to be nicer to people in this game, to lead the team more, to uh, be more of an empathetic sponge for people who were tilting that caused my game to lose? Like, what could I have done differently as a teammate that I have control of? So I have all these teammates who lost me the game. What elements of their game did I actually have control over in terms of what I could do? What are some, brainstorm up some new behaviors, new things you could say, new things you could do to try to influence their behavior in some way, and then go visualize yourself doing it. See if you can actually even imagine a world where you're faced with the emotional trauma of somebody like purposely yelling at you and then like purposely dying in your game you trying to overcome that and say something empathetic and uplifting to them to try to bring them out of it from like a positive perspective. If you can rehearse that between your game and say like, this is what I should have done. I didn't do it. If I really want to win, that's what I would have done, even though it's really painful to suffer through somebody's, you know, somebody else's mental breakdown. Like I could have done it if I really, really wanted it. Um, and you're, you can rehearse that, and then it's more liable that you will take that position in the next game and bring somebody up out of their despair and stop them from inting and have them like join your side and try hard in the game. Also, if there were any elements where you didn't try hard, where you purposely you know, took extra risks or just said, screw it, we're losing anyway, or wanted to punish one of your teammates for making you feel bad by making them feel bad, um, then you should look at those really realistically black and white and admit your own fault and accept it accept that you know you can't be a perfect person all the time and that's that's just the case but you can strive you can strive to be awesome okay guys that's the show for today thank you so much for tuning in make sure to check out the mac program uh sorry that i couldn't stream on twitch thank you so much for hopping over to youtube for the time being hopefully we'll be back on twitch tomorrow if the website is back up and uh yeah we're back on track the shows are running again. Happy midsummers. The days get shorter from now on, and I will see you guys later. That's the show for you today. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Remember, you can check out the show live at twitch.tv slash mindgameswelden every day, 6.30 p.m., and you can join the pre- and post-show chat where I answer questions from the audience in depth. We can kind of dig into them deeper because you're there to respond. And make sure that if you check out the Mac program, mindgames.gg slash MAC, that you guys use the code podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.